What is up, restaurant world? Welcome to The Tip Share, where we dive deep into the labyrinth of all things restaurant, open up conversations with owners, operators, vendors, and industry experts to explore everything that's happening within the industry and its current climate. Sit back, grab your shift drink, and let's share our tips. Welcome back to another episode of The Tip Share. This week, top restaurant accounting tips for closing out capital expenditures and pre-opening expenses. Successfully closing out a period starts the domino effect for proactively operating a restaurant versus missed opportunities in the following periods. The purpose of the period end financial close is accuracy and verification to highlight where your money is going. This enables you to make quicker, more educated business decisions. To close out a period, begin with a review of the financial statements, starting with the profit and loss statement, followed by the balance sheet, and finally, the cash flow statement. Within each statement, defined areas of focus should pop out to an operator as must-watch for success. Throughout this video, we'll review a few key items to concentrate on when conducting a period and financial close for capital expenditures and pre-opening expenses. As a bonus, we'll run through some additional restaurant accounting tips to assist with better financial practices for your business. Closing out capital expenditures. Capital expenditures reflect the value of tangible items within your restaurant. These can be depreciated on the year-end tax return by your CPA. These will include money spent to buy, maintain, or improve fixed assets such as building, signage, cooking equipment, furniture and fixtures, and POS equipment. Capital expenditures generate a long-term return and are understood as an investment. This is important when selling the business or presenting the business worth to potential investors. Now, you might be asking, what can cause capital expenditures to reflect an incorrect balance? There are two primary reasons. When a small restaurant expenses are coded to asset accounts instead of the expense accounts. Number two, when questions that appear on bank reconciliations are miscoded. We're going to teach you how to correct inaccurate balances in the capital account. If the capital account is overstated, meaning more than what you own, you're going to need to review the trial balance to determine any incorrect coding or activity. Look specifically for small balances below the asset threshold that should be expensed to the profit and loss statement. And number two, once the incorrect balances are identified, you can reach out to your accountant with the needed adjustments. If the capital account is understated, meaning it's less than what you own, you need to review the expenses on the profit and loss trial balance to determine any incorrect activity. If any items are miscoded, determine which capital asset account they need to be reclassed to. Again, speak with your accountant to discuss any of these needed adjustments. So instead of getting in that tangled mess, there's some best practices with capital expenditures that can help you out before going through all that. You're going to want to verify accounts payable prior to submission to ensure that all GL distributed invoices are properly coded. Review the balance sheet on a frequent basis and monitor the activity coded specifically to the capital asset accounts. Closing out pre-opening expenses. Pre-opening expenses reflect the total startup costs associated with opening your restaurant. These are considered capital expenditures and can be amortized on the year-end tax return by your CPA. These expenses can range from training payroll costs to food preparation to utilities. 
Reflecting expenses on the balance sheet will generate a long-term return and show the true business value for potential investors. Again, if you're not careful, pre-opening expenses can reflect an incorrect balance. Three reasons include when expenses purchased prior to the first day of sales are coded as expenses instead of pre-opening expenses. Number two, when questions on the bank reconciliation are miscoded. And finally, number three, when expenses purchased after the first day of sales are entered as pre-opening expenses instead of expenses on the profit and loss statement. These inaccurate balances can be corrected very easily. If the pre-opening expenses are overstated, meaning more than what you own, review the trial balance to determine the incorrect coding or activity. Search the specific date range from the start of bookkeeping to when the doors opened. Only expenses incurred in that time frame should be recorded to the balance sheet accounts. Once the incorrect activity is identified, Again, reach out to your accountant with any adjustments needed to move expenses to the profit and loss statement. If your pre-opening expenses are understated, meaning less than what you own, review the profit and loss trial balance to identify any incorrect coding or activity. Search the specific date range from the start of bookkeeping to doors open. All expenses in that time frame should be coded to the balance sheet accounts. Again, Speak with your accountant if there's any adjustments needed to reallocate expenses to the balance sheet. Again, some best practices with pre-opening expenses so you can start off on the right foot. Verify accounts payable prior to submittal and verify that all GL distributed invoices are properly coded. Review the balance sheet on a frequent basis and monitor the activity coded to the asset accounts specifically. Now, we promised you a bonus, here's some additional restaurant accounting tips. Understanding fixed versus variable expenses. Restaurant expenses come in two flavors, fixed and variable. A fixed expense is steady and does not track your restaurant sales levels. Some examples of fixed expenses are your monthly mortgage, rent, and management salaries. Variable expenses depend on the activity in the restaurant, rising with busy days and falling with slow ones. Representative variable expenses include hourly wages and food costs. As an operator, you'll have the most leverage over your variable expenses. That's where you want to trim the fat. The highest variable costs to control are the most prominent, labor and cost of goods, known as your prime costs. To get a better handle on your labor costs, Compare scheduled shifts over the last period to your sales data. Are you consistently setting the correct number of team members to match demand? If you see you consistently have extra staff on slow nights, that's an easy place to cut back. Conversely, you might notice that data indicates dishes have been regularly delivered slower on those busy nights, an indicator that you may be leaving money on the table by not having more servers who could increase the table turns. To control your cogs, it's vital that you optimize your purchasing habits, your menu, and manage waste, theft, and portioning in the kitchen. To get the best deals on products, consider joining a purchasing program, which leverages the power of bulk orders based on the consolidated demand of multiple restaurants to bring down food costs. Once you have your purchasing sorted out, optimize your menu through menu engineering to lower dish costs without affecting quality. This will earn you a more comfortable margin on sales. Finally, keep an eye on spoilage and kitchen waste by tracking the food that gets thrown away.
Another bonus is understand how and why to read your profit and loss statement. Your restaurant's profit and loss statement is a snapshot of the financial health of your business. Unless you're vigilantly reviewing these figures, costs can creep up on you, hurting your profitability and the long-term prospects of success as a business. The first component of the profit and loss statement to understand is your sales. Sales can either be gross or net. Gross sales is all the money that comes across your register, where adjusted net sales is gross sales less sales tax, which you'll eventually pass on to the state anyways. Hence, net sales is the correct figure to measure how much revenue you retain from your sales. On the profit and loss statement, your sales are broken out into departments such as non-alcoholic beverages, beer, liquor, and food. These exact categories are up to you. Make them as specific as necessary to get a clearer picture of where your sales are actually coming from. After reviewing your sales, turn your attention to cost of goods. On a profit and loss statement, food and beverage costs are divided into major types such as produce, dairy, meat, seafood, etc. Here's a tip for you. You can use a budget versus actual to review each category that showcases your budgeted amount compared to your actual usage. For instance, you might see that you budgeted $3,500 for seafood and spent $2,750. Watch for consistent overspending and major underspending, both which indicate you should take a closer look at the category and determine why your budget was actually inaccurate. Next, look closely at those labor expenses, which together with COGS, make up half your prime costs, the most important expenses for restaurants. Typically, labor expenses are divided up into operational labor, servers, hosts, and cooks, and non-operational labor, the managers. Operational labor can be subdivided into front of house and back of house. For both of these categories, check how accurate your budgeting is. Labor that comes in on or under budget shows that your scheduling works as expected. Another bonus is integrate your POS with your accounting system. Your point of sale system is a trove of information on not just sales, but also employee performance. You must integrate your POS system with your accounting software to get the most out of this valuable data. POS data should flow automatically into your financial performance reports, allowing you to base operational decisions on accurate, up-to-date information. If you're using Razzie for your restaurant's accounting, you'll have access to our forecast module, which will enable you to make predictive decisions to optimize sales and labor. One of the main benefits of POS integration is simply how much work it eliminates for your managers. Accounting and reporting activities that once required tedious, error-prone data entry are transformed by accurate, automatic data flows between the systems. This, in turn, empowers your managers to consult the numbers more frequently with greater trust, which ultimately results in data-driven restaurant management, which is a reliable recipe for increased profit. That's it for this week's episode of The Tip Share. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, RazzyUSA.com, for more resources and best practices with all things restaurant accounting. Hope you have a great day, and as always, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on The Tip Share. Make sure to visit our website where you can view more educational content, subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again.